Hello and welcome back to Squad Depth with me, Theo Lloyd Hughes. It's September, but it sort of feels like a new year. What a time it's been over the summer uh, with the 2023 World Cup. I was out in Australia and it was amazing. It was incredible football, great people, great hosts, great city, great crowds, great stories, and, and some not, not great stories, as I'm sure you'll know. The final was sort of embroiled in an important reckoning for Spanish women's football, but mostly also some goonish and nutty behaviour some appalling behaviour from the Spanish president. But moving on from the World Cup, getting back to normal sleep routines and homes, uh, here's a new interview for you. And I'm really, really, really excited about this one. Um, I caught up with Tiana Harris, the Aurora FC player, the USLW Defender of the Year, uh, who has just turned pro. She signed a deal with SC Fleury in the D1 Arkema in France. And we had a really good chat about her story how she ended up playing for one of the most exciting clubs in the United States, Aurora FC in Minnesota. They've been, you know, community-owned, women-led, doing everything right, bringing out great crowds and, and kind of building something there, which is, is really needed in the US, which is a sort of pre-professional, but professional in terms of the way they, they train their players and, and give them resources and, and make the environment really, really great for developing. And, and seeing players turn pro there, like Harris, has has been really exciting so it was great to catch up with her this interview was actually recorded quite a while ago before or during the world cup i should say but we've just publishing it now as she has officially announced the contract with sc flurry didn't want to put any any cat out of the bag until then so great to have you back thanks for listening um check us out squad depth on substack as well and enjoy the interview Tiana Harris, when I'm interviewing people, I do like to just kind of get going by asking them to take a moment to think about what football means to them or like one of their earliest football memories or mm-hmm. when, you, when you think of football, where do you go? So if you want to just take five seconds, just think of think of what football means to you and then uh, tell me where you are. All right. Um... Okay, so if I were to describe football in a word or two, I would explain it as freedom and um, probably peace for me. My earliest football memory would have to be um, when I did start, I wasn't the greatest at all at football. I was nine years old. And um, I just vividly remember trying to get um, 50 passes with my trainer, um, one touch passes because I was not, I wasn't capable at the time of doing that. And it kind of just makes me remember how far I've come as a player, how far I've developed as a player and kind of just how hard I've worked, um, to get to where I am. So I think that's kind of one of those moments where I always look back and was like, well, you're just remember that little girl in the field, like doing extra training to try and get better as, yeah, I mean, we've come came a long way from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nine years old, bringing that determination—that's pretty. That's pretty intense. Uh, a very, right. yeah, very stubborn uh, kid you must have been, but you got to be to be the best. Right? <laughs> Go touch him back on freedom and um, peace. Why mm-hmm. freedom and peace? That's really beautiful. And mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people feel like they are 
I don't know, their true selves when they're on the pitch, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, why those words? Um, I would say freedom because when I play, it's like I feel this sense of like, like honestly, like just being free and being able to be who I am and express that through my play, express that through how I interact with my teammates, my coaches, the community, those types of things like that. And I would say I'm most at peace at the soccer field because you know, it's like corny to say, but like as soon as I cross those lines or I like touch the field, like it's almost as if everything that I've ever went through in my life or I'm going through at the time is just, it goes away and I'm able to just think about soccer. Soccer, yeah. I mean, say, share as much or as little as you want, but do you feel like soccer has kind of been like a safe space for you then? Yeah, for sure. I, I think as a kid, I would always, um, you know, I've I've went through a lot of things as a child or just like any type of stress I had going on in my life. I would, I would always resort to soccer or put it into um, my game. So as soon as I got there on the field, it's like all of it just disappears and it's just me in the field. Beautiful. And zooming in on the present day, mm-hmm. I'm talking to Tiana Harris, uh, the USLW Defender of the Year, not just <laughs> Tiana Harris, you know, Kent State legend, Matt Herman, uh watch watch list member. But yeah, Tiana Harris, USLW uh, Defender of the Year. How does that feel? And And how did you do it? Um, I mean, I think when you go to a, a new a new team, a new program, a new league, um, regardless of what it is, you always set these goals for yourself. And I think um, because of how short the, the season is here, I, I knew I wanted to make an impact right away. So I've worked extremely hard in my career and I want to continue to work because I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But um, I think just like seeing all your hard work play out all those times that you've done extra training, you've done extra things that you you've sacrificed a lot for the game. Me personally, especially um, it just feels like finally seeing your work play out is like, okay, I'm doing these things for the right reason. Like, this is why I go so hard. This is why I work so hard. Um, It's amazing. I mean, being able to do what I did and, and, you know, help out my team in any way this year, um, was really big and I, I wanted to come in and make an impact. And like I said, that that was the goal. So seeing that play out is, is amazing. I, I feel very blessed. And, you know, you talk about the extra hours you put in and the sacrifices. What are some of those mm-hmm. sacrifices maybe people don't see? Um, and what are, you know, for any aspiring players out there, what are the extra, the extra inches, you know, people, players can do to, to, to make their game better? Mm, I mean, I feel like at a very young age, I, I took the game very seriously. I knew what I wanted. I I knew my goals. So there's like little things that you miss out on. I mean, being away um, at school, um, I miss out on some of my family's, you know, birthdays, celebrations, those types of things. Like um, even just watching like my my little cousin grow up, you know, you miss you miss parts of your family's lives that you have to sacrifice. And as much as you want to be there, you know that it's like for the greater good and it's it's only going to benefit you. But there's a lot of things that, you know, people dedicate to sports and, and and miss out on. So that's one one of the big things. And then just, you know, like the little things when when other people are doing certain things like having fun or going out, you you choose to go to the field or you choose to do extra training or you have practice, things like that, that you just dedicate to the game differently. Any drill that you particularly love right now, something that you, you always get fine time to do? Um, specifically, I want to get better a lot, like a lot better technically. So I've been just like, um, juggling like high and and very low. And like, it's something that you can do anywhere, everywhere. Like I'll just, you know, go out, take the ball or, and it's almost as if I get in this zone where I'm like, so locked in that 
it's almost peaceful to just, you know, practice juggling. So I think kids can do that anywhere. Um, people could do that anywhere. And you'd be so surprised of just hitting, even just hitting a ball against the wall or, or juggling helps your, your touch. And what makes a defender of the year? What do you think are the qualities that sort of won you the award? Um, I think what helped a lot, I mean, my team, I wouldn't have been been able to be the defender of the year without the team and, and the coaching staff that I had, even the support behind me with the Aurora community and family. Um, I think it's a lot of like, you know, just being perfecting your craft and being very diligent of how you train and how important it is to use those moments that you do get on the field or do get on practice to, to work on your craft, because it, it's not easy to be a, a good defender in general. So being even like exceptional, just closing that gap from, from everyone else. So I think just extra training, I mean, your team helps, your environment helps, and um, also just working on what you need to work on watching film. I want to talk a little bit about Aurora. Um, mm -hmm. You were new to the team this year, right? Yes. Yes. And you obviously coming in probably knowing, unlike last year where they were brand new, you probably knew a little bit about them, the big mm -hmm. attendances, the vibrant community, the, the amount of people that care about this club, uh, the success. You know, they've never lost a regular season game in your time mm -hmm. in, in last season as well. Uh, Nicole Lukic is a very inspiring figure. So mm -hmm. how did you get signed for them? How did that kind of come about? And how did it match your expectations kind of this year? Mm -hmm. Well, I was actually training at a place called Pira Vida in Minnesota at the time where I had met a few girls who were on Aurora. Um, and that kind of just like made me, I seen the media around it. I've heard it um, being in Minnesota at the time. Um, it was kind of like the talk of the town because what they were doing was kind of like new to Minnesota. It was big and it was big to the community. So I think um, when I heard about it, my friends were like, come to the tryout. Like I was there in December. So they're like, just come on, check it out. And I was like, I mean, I'm here, so I might as well. And it ended up being like, you know, I, like I said, I'm so blessed the way that, you know, God puts things out for you. I mean, it happened all the way it was supposed to. And I, I got to meet the coaching staff who are just like amazing people, the girls, even the previous girls who were on the team, some of the girls who were trying out, I kind of got to see the girls who were going to be on the team as well. Um, so that was amazing. And then you hear all this hype around Aurora, but it's like one thing to like when you get there and you experience it is just unreal. And like you said, Nicole is amazing. So she creates like the best possible environment for us all. So what were you doing in, in Minnesota originally? Just training, kind of keeping fit? Yeah. Yeah. Off-season training. Um, that place is like one of the best facilities that I've ever trained, out, trained at in my life. So I always made sure like after in between each season of college, I would go and I would train there. Um, yeah. That's just so interesting. You know, you you go to that tryout and like you said, it kind of opens this pathway and, and changes mm -hmm. your life. Where do you think mm -hmm. you would be if you hadn't gone to the tryout? Honestly, this in the summer, I would probably just be pretty bored training um, in, back in Canada. I mean, there is a nice uh, facility here that I train at as well. Um, but it's just like, I don't even know. I probably would have just been training, waiting for the window, summer window to open for my professional career. And very successful season, especially defensively. You know, it was impossible to beat Aurora until a very, very tight game yeah. in the in the play. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, do you want to talk about it a little bit? The, the, the yeah, we can in, talk about it. Yeah, that's like, okay. Well, for those that don't know, very, very tight game ends up knocking um, Aurora out of the playoffs in Indianapolis. Very good Indianapolis team, it should be said. Mm -hmm. uh, Indy 11, mm -hmm. a great side. Um, it was a tough goal, though. You know, it's a set piece, which I'm sure as a defender, you 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 
I don't I, I don't want to bring up sort of trauma for you, but I'm sure no. <laughs> I'm sure it's not been fun to watch that goal back. Um, so right. you know, I, I, I want to hear about the highs of the season, but let's start there. We'll start with lows, mm-hmm. and then we'll go with highs. Um, yeah, talk me through that game and kind of the season ending in in in, in a bitter way, you know, because you you would have had championship expectations. Right. I mean, especially because we were coming off last year going to the championship, there was kind of like not these pressures, but these expectations of like, this is where we want to go and and things like that. So I don't think anybody expected. I mean, I didn't go into that game at all thinking like, no, we don't have it. I think every single game this year I've went into it with such a confident um, mindset because our team, like we have an unbelievable team, so much talent all around. So going into that game, you know, we were just trying to give give our best. you know, I don't know if we ever got into our flow. Um, and I think, you know, in the 11, the difference between them and us was they were able to put one of their chances away and we just couldn't capitalize on our own, which is really sad because we've had lots of goals around the year. So, um, I mean, it was just tough. It was hard, especially off of a set piece. It being that's how they scored. Um, they put up a good game. It was a, it was a good game overall. Like you said, it was close, but we just, you know, fell, fell, fell a little short, but. Yeah. yeah. So I always think about it's tough as a defender, you know, you put in 89 minutes and 55 seconds of pretty much Ooh. immaculate play and a, a big free kick like that gets bundled in, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, football is cruel. Uh, but to move yeah. away from that crueler side, what were the highs of the season? What were you go away from Aurora remembering the kind of the really big celebrations and, and the good times? Um, I would have to say probably our first home game, uh, the first celebration that we did uh, with Cat Rap and like Aurora is like really big. Our team's really big on like celebrations after goals and even just the crowd, I think walking out with the girls, like um, I think one Your thing first that time I at, at the stadium, I take it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Our first time at um, TCO stadium, the crowd and the home home field was like insane walking out and just hearing people like scream your name or just like you hear about it. But when you're in that environment, it's probably like the most exhilarating feeling ever. Um, And I think that first game, like scoring and like being with the girls who I've been training with in the summer and just like um, getting to build these new relationships with, and then like doing our first goal celebration together would be probably the biggest high for me. Um, Yeah, definitely. Definitely that. And I think you had four goals this season as well. Yes, yes. Does that sound right? Yes. Um, very, very good on attacking set pieces. You, you, you know, you're a real weapon you. for for Aurora. Um, what's what's behind that? How do you how do you become a good defender and a good attacker? Um, the one thing is, I literally love scoring. Like, I love, um, <laughs> I love. Uh, so you, you've got to and... want to do it. That's the trick yes, to, to yes. young players out there. Is if you want to score, go and do it. <laughs> go and do it. No. <laughs> No, um, I think um, I have my whole life. I've kind of tried to be um, a weapon on set pieces, especially because it's one of the one of the crucial times in soccer where you can actually like use it to score. So I've always wanted to be the type of person that they send into the box and and kind of um, I'm dangerous on set pieces. I've really thrived in just trying to like perfect that side of the game as well of like you know, tracking the ball to my head and, and things like that. I think it's almost like an instinct at this point of just like, this is when the ball comes, I'm going to, you know? So I think I've really tried to work on that, that side of my game as well. Um, But yeah, I do love scoring. So that is nice. (laughs) 
and, and just touching back on those crowds, you know, people will know Aurora because they have had, I think, average attendances of about 5,800 or regularly yeah. 6,300 or something. I think that final game you had broke 7,000 or 6,950 for the first yes. time. So, you know, you, you've made a record attendance probably for women's soccer in the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. or, or at least club, maybe club soccer, mm-hmm. probably not national teams. Mm-hmm. But why what is the secret source how how have they done that you've you're, you're, you know you've been in the club you've been there around these people who have made a community fall in love with a team how have mm-hmm. they done it because i think a lot of people as an outsider right you know i know some people there but people are very impressed and it does seem like they're doing it differently to a lot mm-hmm. of other people um, maybe oakland soul uh we've seen recently doing similar stuff but more or less it's pretty un- unheard of so yeah how are they doing it i would say it's kind of like two things um I think how invested the community is to women's soccer as well as to the team of Aurora in general plays a huge role in it. The fans are like diehard fans. Like it's like insane. The lineup of people who are just dedicated to sign, want our signature, things like that. The little girls in the community, I think it just shows how how much women's soccer is growing in general. So I think definitely the community plays a huge role in it. Um, I would say the professionalism of the program plays also a huge role in it. I think the uh, coaching staff and just even the back end of Aurora, like the people behind the scenes working, like um, people like Andrea, she takes the time. And I think they've all had a vision of just creating something that is may not be professional yet, but is so close to professional, like the closest taste you're going to get without being there. And I think that also makes people want to go to these types of, of games because it feels like you are at a, a pro like a professional game in, in a professional league so I think those two things play a huge role as well as just like us like as players being so um, engaged in the community and loving and embracing the fan the fans and, and the little girls and and boys who come out to our game so definitely those those three things I would say you will have to leave Aurora I mean you're already back home in Canada as I speak to you but what yeah. is that bittersweet what's it like you know living there I suppose for three months um or maybe more, and uh, you know, saying goodbye to that. It's it's sort of interesting being a fo- footballer. It's something I've never had to do, where you you are kind of temporary, um, mm-hmm. and you fall, you know, you fall into a community, and and sometimes they accept you, sometimes they don't, and you move club. But sometimes it clicks. But you know, you still have to move on. That's life. You know, what's that going to mm-hmm. be like, or what has that been like saying goodbye? Yeah, honestly, after that last that last game, when we, I don't think any of us thought it was going to be our last game, to be honest with you. So we didn't even bother saying goodbye or having that type of thought in our head. Um, but honestly, I cried more after the loss, not even just because we lost, but because that I'm not going to be able to play with these girls um, again. And I mean, not ever again, I'm sure. Maybe I'll go back to Aurora next year or next summer. Or maybe wherever life takes me, I will be brought back to Aurora. But I think the season was just so special that I knew that the team was never going to be the way it was. Like there's some girls moving forward, some go- girls, you know, going elsewhere. And I think that's what made me cry the most because the people are just so amazing um the coaching staff is just so amazing and it honestly felt like a second family for the first for the past three months so leaving them was like leaving my family honestly what do you can kind of can you put me in that moment when you left Mm -hmm. St. Paul what were you where were you are you on a plane are you on a bus what are you feeling what are you what are you texting what yeah take me to that moment of leaving St. Paul yeah so I mean um we went back to that the hotel that after the game and I think Oh my gosh. It was just so sad. It was, um, 
it was almost like we're, we were celebrating our season a little bit because of how far, how amazing of a season that we've had, but also so upset that this is the end for us in general and we're going to have to leave each other. And so I think um, that bus ride back to the hotel was where it kind of like hit me like, damn, this is really over. Like, um, especially that night, like we just went to the, our flight was the next day. So we had all kind of just like got together and tried to spend as much time as we could. And I remember I was sitting in the hotel with some of my friends and we were just like, damn, like what a season, like what, what a time to be with each other. And I think we just really appreciated how, how amazing the season was. It it was really bittersweet. Do you, do you all pack into one person's room and put on some music or are you in a function space or, you know, what, what is that? Give me a little bit more, you know, vibe of what yeah. that final night was. Cause it's, it kind of sounds mm-hmm. like a movie or something. Like you said, you know, it's the end of family. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it really was, it was like all of us who can fit in a room are in a room together. Um, Any honestly, music? I don't think no music it was just no music. Mute. dead silence it was silence <laughs> like, just feelings all feelings just feelings and um yeah i definitely think that was probably one of the most depressing moments because we're like damn this is over um so we took some time to just sit in in silence and just each other's company and we actually just talked about like funny things about the last year um or, or the last uh season sorry and we were just kind of reminiscing a little bit of how amazing that the season was so we were grateful to be with each other and just spending time with each other. We didn't have any music, nothing, no sounds, just vibes. Well, and for those that don't know, it was uh, it was twelve wins, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah, well, thirteen, no, the thirteen, 13 wins, thirteen wins, and then the, the one playoff loss. loss, one loss. So yeah, yeah thirteen and one uh, is 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 a remarkable record. So I'm glad you got to celebrate it. But uh, it is, yeah, it's you know, it's it's the beauty of sport and the the pain of sport that you were, you know sitting there feeling it and 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 going through mm-hmm. that that's you'll always remember that and and that's uh that's a beautiful memory the next thing i want to talk about tiana is the exciting news um that what comes next so what mm-hmm. can you tell us what comes next after aurora for you yeah so i've um actually signed with a team in france called flurry 91 um they're in the first division um and yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I mean, you've worked, I've worked so hard to get to this point. I don't know if people know what goes on behind the scenes, but it's not just like, you know, flowers and like these beautiful wins. I mean, I don't think people really understand how much hard work goes into being successful or just having goals and, and, and trying to reach them. So finally, um, I'm starting my professional career and I know this is only the beginning. So hard work is just uh, going to continue for me. I mean, a massive congratulations. Thank you. The women's soccer universe, but especially to some extent in the United States, because the college system creates so many great players and they Mm -hmm. don't always have somewhere to go. It it is very hard to get a contract. By my count, you are the third ever player, I think, out of the USLW, uh, following former Aurora alumni and Amy Andrews, Mm -hmm. who recently signed uh, in the UK. I think, yeah, you're the third player to get a pro contract. So how did you make the contact with Fleury and again, maybe for younger players out there, like what do you have to do? Because it is very difficult. Like you said, you, you work mm-hmm. so hard and it is not a given. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, I was lucky lucky enough after my um, last year of college, before I took my fifth year, I ha- was deciding whether I take my fifth year or not. I had signed with an agency called Case Iris and my agent's name is Paolo. And I just put my trust in him. I mean, I have, I had fully had conversations about my 
career. He has fully believed in me, fully sold me, so, like sold my my dreams and my aspirations to a, a team. And he did his job. I mean, I, I, I owe all of that to him because I, I personally didn't have to do anything except, you know, put up numbers, put up stats and just have a successful season in, in college and um, in the USLW. So I owe I owe credit to him a lot. He, he's worked really hard for me. And how much do you think the season with Aurora maybe played in getting you that deal? I know, obviously, you had a very mm-hmm. impressive four years at Kent State um, and a year at Mississippi before that, Mississippi State. So how much do you think it's the kind of everything you've put on tape or, or what you were able to do this year? Um, I think it's, it played a role, um, honestly, for sure. Just to be able to get film that's like fresh, because coming out of college, it's, there was like a time gap, right? I finished my collegiate season in... What, I don't even no, know when that no, ended. November 22? Yeah. Right. It would be, no. oh, wait, November 20, yeah, 2022. Yeah. And um, so there's been a lot, a long month, like months that have gone by that people haven't been able to see my development, my training, you know, things like that. So being able to play in the USLW and get good film and high quality film, especially because I'm, we're very lucky. Again, Aurora touches on the professionalism side of things. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So being able to have that film and being able to just, you know, produce in that type of environment where it's a little bit more professional. And these girls are also coming from college and high level places. So being able to perform in that type of environment um, played, I I would say played a big role because I had to resend film um, to my agent as well. And I think that helped a lot. I'm excited because D1 Arkema is is a brilliant league. You're going to be playing Mm -hmm. some of the best players in the world. You'll also (laughs) be in EA Sports' video game. Have you thought about that? No, I actually haven't even thought about that. That's insane. That's insane. You are officially going to be in the EA Sports uh, universe. So congratulations. Thank you you so much. You can tell all your family to go and download uh, the game (laughs) and play as Tiana Harris. Uh, sure. obviously, you know, this is like, I want to keep congratulating you. It's, it's very exciting for you to get your first pro deal. Thank it you. is obviously, you know, the first step, you got loads of hard work ahead of you. Yeah. Um, how is, how is your French, by the way? I got to work on it. I mean, in Canada, I'm lucky. That is the oh, second language Oh, of course, here. just pop over to Quebec and, and you know, right? crack on. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I should have just went straight to Quebec and got, got to practicing, but I've downloaded Duolingo and, um, I will be practicing my sharpening up my French. French. Bon, bon chance um <laughs> thank you what, what are your aspirations beyond uh beyond this season you know I, mm-hmm. I i i assume you've you know you've thought about what your career could look like or what you mm-hmm. want to achieve from your career so i understand this is you know your first pro contract but mm-hmm. maybe talk to me a little bit about the bigger picture for uh for tiana harris um i mean i feel like i've dedicated so much um time and i have just so many like huge goals for myself that why not just try to be the best in anything that I do. So obviously one of my goals is just to be one of the best defenders in women's soccer. Um, another uh, goal for me would be to play for my, my country, whether it be team, team Canada or team Jamaica, because my dad is Jamaican. So, um, you know, just, I obviously as a kid, it's been my dream to play for team Canada. So I would love to do that. And, you know, just continue to build my resume as a, a player in Europe and maybe even eventually try to get into the NWSL or stay in Europe, whatever my, wherever my heart desires to stay. So big dreams, big, big aspirations. This is definitely only the beginning. Big dreams, big aspirations. Love that. Before I let you go, mm-hmm. Tiana Harris, the person for, you know, for fans of your, of your football, uh, what do people, what do you need to tell the world about, you know, what you are like off the pitch? Do you, yeah. 
tell me a little bit about kind of yeah tiana harris the person um i would say i literally love spending time with my family when i'm not um on the field or, or at training um spending time with my mom spending time with my brother um my my cousins those are huge huge for me oh sorry i don't even know it cut out for a second but um i'm a big family girl um i love spending time with my family i'm pretty simple i don't really do do too much really just training and and basically that i'm, I'm a big movie girl though i do love watching movies and shows so yeah, i'm pretty simple girl i mean i don't really do too much are you gonna go see barbie um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to wait for it to be in theaters, but I think it will probably hit different in theaters or, or wait for it to come out. Yes, it's a very exciting time for cinema. Uh, on family, just uh, one final question. Yeah. You know, you, you've lived in, in Ohio, in, in, in Mississippi, mm-hmm. now uh, Minnesota, now in France. Mm-hmm. How has that been away? You know, I, I for, you know, for, if you didn't know, I live thousands of miles away from my family in England, really? living in the United States. It's very difficult. I love my yeah. family. They're the most important people to me and I, I don't get mm-hmm. to see enough of them. How has it been for you being so far away from Ontario? Yeah, I think you you probably know best as well. Like it's it's hard to be away from your family, especially when you're going to new places. Um, you're going, you're not going to be there all the time, and, and people are going to be at family functions without you. It, it's difficult, especially because you know my mom is my backbone, and um, my family is my backbone. So not being able to have them with me all the time, it's difficult, especially because even this season, my mom wasn't able. My mom and my brother weren't weren't able to come to. Um, all the games, I can only come to one. Whereas when I was in Kent, I was very lucky and gifted to have them be able to come a little bit more and I would see them. But um, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. But the people like family and friends or the family that you make off the field and the friends that you make off the field um, definitely help the distraction of being away from home. Football is family. That's a good way to, to finish exactly. this up. Tiana, thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure to meet meet you, and I'm I'm so excited to follow your journey. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll be watching D1 on camera. For those that don't know, I'm pretty sure you can still stream it on Atta Football with a subscription. Yeah. Uh, all the games are on there. I think there may be some games appear on other services as well. Tiana, we will be watching, and congratulations again. Thank you.